Brown Funeral Homes, WV.com. Brown Funeral Homes, here for you. Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Election Day edition of the Sports Mix, November 8th, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuis, Nick and Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us here and uh, we'll welcome you in to this edition of the Sports Mix. And uh, we'll first start by uh, talking a little bit more about high school football. We'll do it every week this week as the playoffs kick off Friday night in the Mountain State. We'll have Martinsburg's game for you on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. And, uh, guys, we're going to talk about this every day. It's just the high school football playoffs. It's the most important thing in the panhandle. It ever. is, and four teams made it. Yeah. Do we do we ever figure out the last time four teams made it in? I have not looked back yet, but I will. Okay. Thought you were going to do that for me yesterday, Colin. You didn't ask me to. I I did on the show. I said we got to figure it out. It's okay. That's Colin. a we. Why is it now a me, Colin? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes in life, you're asked to do things that you don't deserve to be put on your shoulders. <laughs> And I think in this situation, that, that was one of those situations. But What the heck, Nick? <laughs> I'll say this. Colin is the Martinsburg <laughs> play-by. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, Colin is the Martinsburg play-by-play guy. So, like, he's the I'll high school by guy. Friday. So, you're I supposed will. to be the expert on this I kind will. of stuff. Yeah, I thought you were the expert, buddy. But it is also, either way, a historic season in the fact that we have these four EPAC schools, because it's not something that happens very often, I didn't think it would happen this year, uh, just because I didn't think it was likely to happen. But, um, you know, to have four EPAC schools in uh, shows, I think, how good this conference has been this year. And really over the last few years, it just continues to get better and better from a football perspective. Um, You know, Washington there, they finished last, but were competitive at times and spring mills was right on the cusp of being a playoff team or at least being a 500 team so uh one through six are competitive obviously martinsburg as we've said before there's kind of different tiers to the conference martinsburg's in its own like tier by itself uh but that's throughout the state and then you have kind of musselman and jefferson that are really competitive with each other and it's it's tough to see a separation there then you kind of hedgesville like in its own spot with spring mills i think to an extent and then of course washington is still trying to get into that area but i think they could i mean they were competitive with spring mills 17 14 loss so yeah they're not too far and really they were competitive hedgesville i mean they were up 15 nothing so that was week one too yeah but still a few balls bounce your way you never know maybe washington could have been a four and six team this year yeah and we'll have to see how things bounce next year uh, but right now, we'll we'll just talk about the other – we're talking about Martinsburg-Morgantown Friday. We'll feature that this whole week, obviously, because that's the game we're broadcasting. And on Friday, hopefully, we'll be joined by Morgantown play-by-play broadcaster Dave Wilson. Um, so, 
a lot to talk about there. You know, look at this Morgantown team. They've lost a few games this year, uh, but they've been to teams that are in the upper echelon of this class AAA. It's true. It's been a up-and-down season for them, and I think they'll be prepared coming up against Martinsburg, but I don't think it'll be enough for Morgantown sitting at a 6-4 and four record, and lately it's not been going well for them compared to the beginning of the season when you look at Morgantown as a whole. I mean, when you start off 3-0, and then drop 2 to not only Musselman in a close one, but then Wheeling Park. You got to measure these wins and losses compared to what Martinsburg has, and you got to realize that Martinsburg's clearly just like almost every team, probably every team in the state, better than them. So hopefully they play that way. I like the way that Martinsburg is now, one, got everybody healthy, and two, it seems like really zoned in and executing at every level of the game. Maybe not to the highest performance yet, and if not, they're going to be really scary this playoff season. I think that uh, Morgantown is one of the better teams in this bottom four that Martinsburg could have gotten matched up with, whether it be University, Woodrow Wilson, or Hedgesville, depending on how the dogs would have been ranked. Because I think... I think Morgantown's a better team than University. Obviously, they beat University, and I think overall... But it was on a one-point controversial call. Supposedly, right? We weren't there. So, uh, we only heard that side from University that it was controversial. For all we know, it wasn't controversial at all. But, uh, I mean, we weren't there, so we don't know what the play was. We haven't seen the play. Um, But either way... And Morgantown has some better wins, I think, on their resume than University. Obviously, the numbers tell you that University is slightly better. Uh, and I think they're better in Woodrow, and I think they're better in Hedgesville. So, um, it's one of the tougher teams that Martinsburg could have got matched up with. But I still think Martinsburg wins significantly in this game. Um, and they're the best team in the state, even with their two losses. Uh, while I would argue that not necessarily every team in the state would lose to Riverside because I thought Martinsburg was the better team in that game and just kind of, for whatever reason, came up short and kind of fell apart in that second half. Uh, as we know, Highland Springs is clearly would be beat every team like they beat Martinsburg, or even worse probably, depending on who they played. So um, one of those losses I think you can kind of throw out as an outlier. And then Riverside, I think is potentially on the same level as some of these other schools that are toward the top, but I think it was just a bad second half for Martinsburg that hopefully they learn from and will clean up and do what they normally do and go on to win the state championship, which I think it starts this week with a dominating win over Morgantown. But it it could be a tougher opponent than what Martinsburg's used to seeing in the first round. Yeah, yeah it could be a tougher opponent, and uh, we'll talk about the other uh, teams playing in this match or in this state champion or state football playoffs uh musselman at the number eight seed they're hosting number nine wheeling park we've seen those two teams go up against each other this year that was at wheeling park but now it'll be at home for musselman on a grass field that does definitely play a factor i think musselman being at home could change the course of this game and we'll have more information on what kind of coach thomas is thinking when we speak to him tomorrow i do believe so i think musselman 
can win this game because there were some drives last time that they could have scored more points. But I do think, too, Wheeling Park's a pretty good team. It'll be interesting to see if the winner of this game can take down Parkersburg South because I think there's a good chance that they could. And I have a few other games that I think could be upsets here in this first round, which could really shake things up. But um, in terms of this matchup, it's eight versus nine. Those are always the closest game. So while it was a 27-point game last time, I think this time also makes it much closer and hopefully gets the win. But I I do think Wheeling Park is slightly better and will pull it out, but we'll see. I think it could go either way. It's in 8-9, so it's always the closest one the best chance for an upset, but also a game that could go either way. And really, I mean, it's very close between these two teams. Yeah. And I think when you look at an eight seed and a nine seed, they're kind of set up like that. Cause they're right. They're border teams on where they are. Like one's a top eight team. That's going to get a home t- home field advantage in the first round while the ninth team, they're just out of that spot. So I think this could be a really, really good game. See, I, I, I don't know where to go because which one do you weigh more? The fact that Musselman's an eight seed getting to play at home, Wheeling Park's the nine seed, they have to travel now to Musselman? Or do you weigh the fact that you saw these two teams play a few weeks ago and Wheeling Park kicked Musselman's butt? Hate to say that because I love Musselman. I think the way this program is really turned around after last year and the guys that they have could contend and win. But now, just kind of like last year, you got some guys banged up and hurt. How much will that impact the Appleman? Well, wait and see. And I don't know if I truly like the chances and believing that things will be different just because they're at home. I, I want to. But after a 34-7 win, we said it yesterday, how much can being at home really change a 27-point outcome? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I think there were some opportunities for Musselman to do some good things, but you did mention the injuries, Kyle, which is a good point. Uh, that will play a factor in this game. One thing that was cool, I saw it on Twitter the other day, by the way, Ray Adamas, first wide receiver in Musselman history yes. to get a 1,000-yard season. That's awesome. That's something that I wouldn't have thought, first of all, that he's the first ever, but I guess when you think about Musselman football traditionally, they are a run-first program. So that that difference in the Musselman game can maybe allow them to uh, beat a team like Wheeling Park, who has a high-scoring offense as well. I, I'm I'm with you, Colin. I'm leaning toward Wheeling Park to probably win this game because, like you said, you know, does home field make that much of a difference? But it will be a playoff game, so there should be a ton of people out there in Inwood. It might be what all what Musselman needs to get the edge, but. I don't know. It's definitely a weird matchup to pick because typically 8-9, it is very close. So I I wouldn't expect a closer game, but we'll see. And then the number 10 seed in the the class AAA is another Eastern Panhandle team. That is Jefferson. They have to travel for a Saturday afternoon game to Spring Valley. And it'll be interesting to see, are they getting rain on that side of the state? Because, you know, a wet field, a wet grass field at Spring Valley – uh, can be treacherous for visiting teams. I got to stick with it on the same thing as I'm saying for Musselman. Because if I flip, then I sound like a hypocrite. I mean, how much is that truly going to affect? I know both Musselman and Spring Valley are grass fields. If it gets sloppy, both teams have to play on that. 
There's a 90% chance of rain in Huntington on Friday. Yeah, but when it rains in Huntington, it, it rains. Yeah. Floodington. Yeah, as they say. That's true. Could be tough down there. And I, I do think it makes a difference, Colin, because when you're playing on grass, especially when your team's like Wheeling Park to an extent, but more so Jefferson, kind of a high-powered offense. I mean, they do have Evan Toole, who they can rely on uh, to run the football. But when you're Spring Valley in particular, you don't need to throw it around a lot. You're no. trying to be a physical football team. So if you have the mud, you have the slower field, that helps you against some of those weapons on the outside that Jefferson does have. But like we've said earlier in the week, um, I I don't know if this is the same Spring Valley program or team, I guess, this year that we've seen in the past. So when you look at it that way, maybe there's a shot at an upset here, but it's a very long trip for Jefferson, something they haven't done with this group um, is go far on the road in the playoffs and you're going to Spring Valley who we know is a tough opponent so it's tough to see the Cougars going on the road and getting a win on a Saturday afternoon maybe I think there is some potential at upset there I think it's a good matchup in some ways for Jefferson if they can use their speed and athleticism in this game, but the physicality and if the field conditions aren't the best there at Spring Valley, it could lead to an advantage for the uh, Timberwolves. Yeah, it really could. I mean, we saw Martinsburg go down there last year as an undefeated team, and that was their only loss on the whole season. So, And that was after a rain uh, so true. today, so we'll have to wait and see about how that matchup goes. And the final matchup with featuring an Eastern Panhandle team is the number 16-ranked Hedgesville Eagles traveling to number one-ranked Parkersburg South Saturday afternoon. Um, you know, Park South, I feel like when you look at this game, you look at what they've done. I, I think that they're the most viable one seed in the last couple of years to get knocked off. Yeah, I would tend to yeah. agree, but the thing with Park South is they do have a high-powered team. Uh, they've been able to put up points. So while their defense has maybe made things a little bit closer, I think that's the concern for Parkersburg South. They are still putting up like 40, 35 points every game, it seems like. And that does help. But when you get these close games against schools that you're not necessarily super impressed with, it, it does lead to a concern and why I think they could get upset uh, maybe in round two, but they do seem to find a way to win these shootouts. So from an offensive perspective, there's not a lot of concerns about Parkersburg South. It, it maybe is just their defense has allowed these teams to kind of stick around and make scores closer than what they may appear to be at points in the game because there'll be times when Parkersburg South takes like a 41-27 lead. You know, like, okay, they probably got this in the clear, and then all of a sudden – they give up like two touchdown drives in a row and it's a tied game and then they have to win late on another score. So um, that's kind of been how these games have gone for Parkersburg South. That's why you look at them as a vulnerable team, but also we've seen like just really impressive performances for them against playoff teams, like beating university 78 to 14. I know that was early in the season, but still uh, they have that ability as well. And can realistically Hedgesville hang around with them if it becomes a shootout? I don't. Can think, your defense so. make the necessary stops 
in a shootout situation, and I agree. You brought I, I don't up a think very so. good point there, Colin. We haven't they, seen Hedgesville keep pace with teams in exactly. shootout situations in the pack. I mean, they've had opportunities against Musselman to do that in Jefferson, and they weren't able to keep pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were not able to keep pace. They Let's were uh, in it, and next thing you knew, they got outscored like 50 straight points. And they're going to be without Kirk, right? So. Yeah, uh, speedy, Most likely, hopefully, hopefully for a speedy recovery for Xavier Kirk. Saw on Twitter yesterday that uh, uh, obviously we weren't at the Hedgesville game, so we didn't we weren't didn't see the scene that was there. Uh, but Xavier Kirk, it, it appeared from the photos that were posted on Facebook that he he had to be taken off the field in a stretcher, and uh, hopefully he recovers fast. I know he's a basketball player, so he's probably eager to finish the football season and then get on the basketball court, and uh, you know hopefully that he gets better fast. Uh, but let's turn our attention now to volleyball as the EPAC has announced their all-conference teams. And as we know, Musselman and Hedgesville dominated on the court this year in the EPAC, and they also dominated selections for the All-Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference volleyball team. Uh, the first team for Musselman, uh, Ke- uh, Keely Chrisman, Ava Dunnigan, Hannah Howard, Addie Mc- Ada McCoy. Hedgesville's first team honorees include Elena Harper, Presley Miller, Paige Richmond, Kelsey Van Dyne, Isabel Bolliard of Spring Mills rounds out the first team. The second team selection is comprised of Bella Hutzler, Addison Walker from Musselman, Gracie Brown of Hedgesville, uh, Gracie Kane and Samantha Stevens of Spring Mills, Skylar Bishop, and uh, I'm going to mispronounce her name, Fernell. Amani Fennell. Amani Fennell, excuse me. Amani Fennell of Martinsburg and Elizabeth Villegas of Washington. Howard, not surprising there, is the player of the year. Could be going for another Gatorade State Player of the Year this year. And Sean Martin Musselman, the head coach or the coach of the year in the EPAC. Congrats to all them. And uh, not surprising to see so many Musselman and Hedgesville players on that team. I'm not surprised either. And best of luck to them as they head down to Charleston for the state tournament that starts tomorrow. Yeah, it does start tomorrow. Uh, That state tournament, as we mentioned, talked about yesterday. Um, let me get the bracket up here real fast. It'll see Musselman, the number one team, taking on George Washington tomorrow, probably around 10 a.m., 10.30 a.m., one would guess. It's slated, excuse me, for after the 8.30 game. So probably 10, 10.30, maybe 11. Um, and then Hedgesville, the number three seed, takes on Parker's number six, Parkersburg. That's slated for after the 1.30 game, so one would think around 3, 4 p.m., uh, they could again meet in the state finals in Class AAA as they're on the other sides of the bracket. So shout out to those two teams and what they've been doing all year. And uh, just saw this pop up. The West Virginia High School Soccer Coaches Association released the all-state teams. I uh, just want to shout out some EPAC players on these teams. Hedgesville. Hedgesville's Landon Bray, senior forward. Uh, let me just go through this whole list. Uh, on the second team, Washington's Keegan Dardis, a senior midfielder. Um, Spring Mills' Levi Briggs, junior defenseman. Washington, senior defenseman Sam Segura. And the honorable mentions list has Isaiah Briggs, a sophomore forward from Spring Mills. Hedgesville's Andreas Garcia, senior midfielder. Spring Mills' Zeke Briggs, a junior midfielder. And two, Jason Gordon and Jacob Gordon, senior midfielders from Musselman. Uh, Andrew Landsberger, a junior midfielder from Spring Mills. Jefferson's Trent Lowe, a junior midfielder. 
Washington's Sam Fish, senior defenseman. Jefferson's Tom uh, Tommy Gallo, a senior defenseman. Washington's Michael Grow, a senior defenseman. And Spring Mills, Jace Bennett, a junior keeper. That rounds out the All-State list from the West Virginia High School Soccer Coaches Association. And on to the girls' side, um, Washington's Chloe Miller, a senior midfielder, is on the first team. The second team selections include Spring Mills' Sarah Rader, a senior midfielder. Martinsburg's Haley Sherman, a senior midfielder. And on the honorable mentions list, Jefferson's Lorelai Bangett, excuse me, a senior forward. Uh, Washington's Megan Cantley, a sophomore forward. Jefferson, two more selections, Emerson Trey and Chloe Delamorin, junior forward and midfielder. Spring Mills, Abby Johnson, sophomore midfielder. Spring Mills, uh, Carissa Ring, a junior midfielder. Jefferson's Gabrielle Savage, sophomore midfielder. Jefferson's Molly Colbert, sophomore defenseman. Spring Mills, Brenda Abrina Hawksmith, a senior defenseman. Spring Mills, Chloe McIntosh, senior defense. defense. Martinsburg's Chloe Thomas, senior defense. Washington's Peyton Willingham, senior sophomore defense. Two more from Martinsburg. Emily, Emma and Grace Yost, sophomore, both defense. And from Washington, Erica Schneibel, the sophomore keeper. So congratulations to all those players on uh, getting the West Virginia High School Soccer Coaches Association All-State honor or All-State mentions from the first to honorable mentions. Uh, but that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll get into some Shepard stuff. Tyson Bajit, once again, honored. And as well as where the Shepard ranks in the Super Region 1. We'll talk about that when we get back on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Back in two minutes. I fell heavy into your arms. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed sealed and delivered from hagerstown ford radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths in the united states each year but do you know the radon levels in your home home is a place to live love and laugh not a place to breathe air containing radon the berkeley and morgan county health departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits and you can get yours at the berkeley county health department office in martinsburg and the morgan county health department office in berkeley springs protect your home and family get your free radon test kit today Yeah. 
Farm Market is right around the corner and there's so much to do. Arriving November 18th, Orr's Farm Market will have fresh cut West Virginia grown Christmas trees and the return of our popular hot cocoa bar on Fridays and Saturdays. Country Christmas is what we do best. Visit our farm market for the best West Virginia apples and lots of gift items. Our bakery is also cranking out the best pies and desserts you can imagine. Check out our website at orsfarmarket.com or like us on Facebook to learn more about our live nativity and Santa visits. Remember, happiness grows here at Orr's Farm Market. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. Uh, another week, more accolades for Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent, once again named the PSAC athlete or PSAC uh, East Offensive Athlete of the Week. Uh, believe this is the sixth time now that he's been named that this season. Uh, again, he completed 32 of 40 passes for 400 yards, five touchdowns in Shepard's 37-14 victory at East Strasburg. Those five touchdown passes give him 151 for his career to pass the NCAA Division II career mark. That was held by East Stroudsburg's head coach at 148 when he was a quarterback for East Stroudsburg from 03 to 06. And we caught up, you know, we talked to him last night on Monday Night Mayhem. We had the football there, uh, that he, that the, the record-breaking football, and uh, it, he was very honored and humbled. Yeah, he was. It was a great time to talk with Tyson about that, how much breaking not only the records meant to him but as well as the undefeated season because he hasn't got to do that at all while being a shepherd ram and now trying to reach another goal that he wants and that's a team goal and that's the PSAC championship which shepherd has not done as well so enjoyed talking with him as well as Wyatt Pelicano who also is really hoping that this team accomplishes that goal and as enjoyed the ride and a winning program makes it all a little bit better than yeah a losing and, and i think one of the points that i hit on last night when i asked him the question was when nick talked to him preseason after the the lunch banquet he, he you know he said one of his goals this year was to cut down on turnovers and he really has only four interceptions on the season and that was one of the things that he wanted to do to help the team move forward and potentially get an undefeated season to go to the PSAC tur- or championship excuse me and uh he's done that so far with just four picks thrown all all season long yeah he has done a good job of taking care of the ball when it comes to the interceptions um so that's been a big part of Shepard's success this year. I was looking at these region rankings, which if you want to get into it now, because we talked a lot about Tyson yesterday and the records, so I don't have much else to say about that other than, again, congratulations. And, um, yeah, they're ranked uh, yeah. first, again, in the Super Region 1 rankings released by the National Committee through games th- for, four games through uh, November 6th. The Rams are one of five PSAC teams to be ranked in this region ranking and uh 
that's the only thing that matters. They did the DFCA, the, the coaches poll did come out yesterday. They're still ranked third. That doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. D2football.com poll matters none whatsoever. They're still ranked sixth, which to me makes no sense at all. But this regional rankings is what will break down as um, Shepard at one at 10 and 0, and Assumption at two with seven and one, and Nick saw discrepancy in that. Uh, in that record it says overall record seven and one in region record seven and one and you saw a discrepancy there yeah i'm not i'm not certain about this their their website is showing them at seven and two and says that they have a loss to mary mac and a loss to bentley so i'm not certain are either maybe a scrimmage or something no this was on september 9th so it was in the middle of the season and then or second week of the season after they beat cuts down three nothing and then the Bentley game is their homecoming. Okay. So I have no idea why it's showing that. And then if they're seven and two and not seven and one, if it is just a misprint, why are they ranked number two? That doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah, I, well, it might have went over the air, it might not have, but I think Shepard would destroy them because they don't have any offense. So I don't know why they're two. I don't know. <laughs> but that's a fair point. Oh if that's you know true. why? I don't know if this counts. Mary Mac is a Division One ah, FCS program. When you said Mary Mac, I'm like, are they D two? I never even and, heard of them. Yeah. So I had neither, but I had to look them up. They were so they actually were Division Two. They were Division Three in 1996 when they started their football program, and then from 97 till 2018, they were a Division Two program. Why were in they 2019, playing them on September 9th, right after their kickoff of the season? Why they play uh, like Mary Mac wanted it. I don't know. They went to Mary Mac, but it doesn't count at all on your record. No, that doesn't make sense. Just like you, not. just I, like I when you, uh, it does not it's an exhibition game, but it counts for Mary Mac, right? I don't know. Probably. I mean, they have it on that schedule as counting. I don't know why. Uh, it, it, it doesn't that's really weird. matter. But I, I'm I'm just surprised that they're number two because I don't see a whole lot there that tells me that they should be I mean, number two. I mean, I guess they the do defense, have two I ranked wins, really well, but I don't know. Right? Yeah, their defense is good. I, they just they do technically have two ranked wins. They beat Cuts Down, who was ranked 13th in the coaches' poll or whatever poll. That was week one, and we've seen how yeah. Cuts Down has done since then. dropped off since then. Well, they've kind of. I well. didn't say that it was a full drop off. I wouldn't. It's not a losing season. And for I think them, Bentley is, or somebody that, somebody that they beat was ranked too. I was about to say you said Bentley they lost to. So no, it wasn't them. It was. Uh... I thought it was Bentley. You said no, they lost to them. I was saying they beat somebody else that's ranked. Okay, New Haven. Yeah, New Haven. They beat them fourteen thirteen on Senior Day. So, I guess from that perspective, they somewhat they'll play their conference get that number two ranking. But I think the thing that stands out, right? You have what is it? Five P schools in here. Yeah. So. Even if a loss, Shepard's going to be in the playoffs, which we already knew that. But they also probably wouldn't fall out of the top three. Yeah. You'd probably still put them in the top three because IUP's number three right now. I think Shepard's going to win on Saturday, but I guess that's good to know. Uh, You want to be the number one team, though, obviously. And it's a good region, I think, this year, even though we do see Region 1 typically be considered the weakest. I mean, all these teams have either been ranked or like have done some good things this year uh we know notre dame of ohio is very tough they're in this top six here slippy rock is one of the tougher teams in the psac they're ranked fifth 
Uh, Ashland's had a good season, even though they slipped up a few weeks ago. Um, so it's a good top 10 where wherever Shepard ends up having to host, presuming they get to host throughout the entire playoffs um, as that one seed, you know, they're going to have a good challenge in this playoffs, just like last year were some really tough games, even though uh, I guess Shepard was victorious and probably the better team, but still had some tough games in each of those weeks. And I would expect that again. And I think the D2 football playoffs, uh, when it comes to college football playoffs, that's kind of the one that you want to watch because D1, there's not a whole lot of depth in terms of teams that you actually could see winning at all. Realistically, you could see in D2 any team at least win a region um, that's in the playoffs. So there is more excitement, I think, to Division II football playoffs than – D1 and maybe FCS to an extent has that same kind of level of competition. I'd agree with that just because there's more teams that have chances, but maybe in a few years when the playoffs expand for Division 1, it'll be a chance. I do. The top kids are still going to go. Yeah, the top kids are still going to go there, but we've seen upsets before. I wouldn't be surprised if we could still see them. When you Uh, look at the rankings, you have Shepard at 1 in the Super Region 1, Assumption at 2, Indiana, Pennsylvania 3, Ashland at 4, Slippery Rock 5, Notre Dame, Ohio 6, Gannon 7, Concord 8, New Haven 9, Cutstown 10. We mentioned those five PSAC schools in there as well. Um, Selection Sunday is coming up this Sunday, so we'll find out where everybody's ranked a day after Shepard's PSAC championship game. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Rams get the win over IUP. They'll be the only undefeated team uh, in Region 1, so they're going to be number one with that resume. Which means they get the bye. Yeah, but you have to beat IUP first, too. It's a good football team. Uh, you don't want to look over overlook this team. Shepard did take care of business against them last year, but again, they're at home. Um but the Rams have been very good on the road in the PSAC. I haven't lost a road PSAC game in two years. So, um, you know, Shepard knows how to go on the road and win. They haven't lost a road regular season game in two years. So uh, you would expect that to continue here on Saturday. But um, it definitely could be a challenge and could be a good football game. I would expect it to be pretty close. It's a conference championship. There's a lot on the line. Um, and when Shepard's played some of the top teams in the PSAC this year, they've been close games. You know, Cal PA and Kutztown were both very close games. So I would expect another close game on Saturday. You'll be able to tune into that game right here on TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube at 3 p.m. kickoff, 2.30 pregame show with Nick and Travis Smith live uh, from IUP as we get ready for more Shepherd football action, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you part by Arsini's Home Store, not just implying store any longer. Cabinets and designer beddings, outdoor living, is family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hackwistle Way. You can go to Orsinis.com for more on the other side of this break. Uh, we'll talk some NFL football. Ravens win last night on Monday Night Football. Jeff Saturday takes over the Colts on the interim. We'll talk about that when we get back on today's edition of the Sports Mix, back in two minutes. <laughs> Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. 
We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. Now accepting new patients at all locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, Winchester, and at our newest office in Ranson. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be this football season. Join us Fridays for Martinsburg Bulldog games, Saturdays for Shepherd Rams and WVU games, and every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday nights for the NFL primetime games. We still have steak night every Wednesday, shrimp nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. So come on in and enjoy the Palace Lounge. We're located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. West Virginia men's hoops opened the season last night with a victory over Mount St. Mary's. And that victory, uh, Colin, what was the score? Was it 76-58 was the score, correct? Yeah, an 18-point win, so they covered. (laughs) They did cover, led in scoring by Emmett Matthews Jr., 15 points, 7 boards, 5 assists. Um, Trey Mitchell, I believe, came off the bench for 14 minutes, 13 points, 3 boards, 2 assists. Uh, seven rebounds for Jimmy Bell, the junior forward. He had no points, but he had seven boards. That's pretty good in, in 12 minutes of action. Eric Stevenson added 10 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Uh, nine rebounds and nine points for Mohamed Wagu. Uh, but uh, an overall balanced scoring attack and balanced effort from the Mountaineers last night as they needed some positivity in Mountaineer Nation. Yeah, and you can't fully assess this team one, because it's only been one game, and two, because it was also the first time that these guys have all played together before because of a lot of transfers and new guys coming into this after last year's down season. So you're going to have to wait a couple games. And they played Mount St. Mary's. Yeah, you're going to have to wait maybe even a month, month and a half before you can fully well, figure that's how out what their schedule. Identi- you don't know what this team's identity is going to be. Excuse me, yeah, but I'm saying... Games. I'm saying you're going to really have to wait till you see Purdue and Xavier. Yeah. November 24th, December 3rd, and then really UAB on the schedule, Buffalo on the schedule, and then when you get into conference play at the end of December. But, I mean, like their their non-conference isn't isn't too challenging. 
But that's just yeah, how they got to schedule their non-conference. They have a few, a few good games. Yeah, I'm saying it's not you. that challenging. The Phil Knight legacy against Purdue should be a fun one. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to... over Thanksgiving, put too much on the tournament. <laughs> I mean, you're already playing in the Big 12. I don't think you want to be like, exactly. let's go play Duke in North Carolina. Well, and, they could potentially play Duke. Well, I'm just saying, like, straight out, be like, let's Phil go Knight play legacy. every... It starts with Purdue and then... Ma- major yeah. program in the country. I mean, let's... Relax there if you're if you're WVU and I think they have a good non-conference schedule actually. Uh, they got Big Twelve SEC Challenge as well. I think yeah. they drew Arkansas. I think it was. Is it it's, Arkansas? It's somebody pretty. I good. thought it was Auburn. Auburn maybe. Yeah, it's Auburn. Okay, yeah, it's Auburn. So so a very good. I think uh, Arkansas was last year. That could have been. Um, but another you know pretty good SEC program there in Auburn. So. The non-conference for the Mountaineers, I think, is pretty tough, and I think we will know more about this team here pretty soon. Um, Backyard brawl, hoops edition, Friday night. Mm-hmm. That's Pitt. somewhat of a tough game. I mean, Pitt's down, I think, this year, but WVU's coming off of a down year, and it's an ACC team, so it's a good uh, early season test for the Mountaineers. It's a rivalry. You never know how exactly. it's going to go. And you don't know WVU how Pitt's going to be this exactly. year. You don't WVU's know how anybody's gotten gonna the best be. of them. No, but the next Past game few years in basketball. So the next game you'll be able to hear on the airwaves is the Moorhead State game next Tuesday, November fifteenth. And we'll have that for you with a six PM pregame, seven PM tip off. Uh they'll have played one game in between that as we'll have uh football, high school football Friday night on the airwaves, which is why we can't have the pit game on the airwaves. Um but uh, this Mountaineer team looking to have a bounce-back season after uh, kind of an early exit last year. They have UAB again on the schedule. I think that's a good challenge, a, you know, a lower group of five or mid-major school, but they're a challenging mid-major school. Yeah, it'll be a fun one to watch that, but there's other teams in the non-conference that I think will be a tougher challenge. Yeah. Hey, Nick, Ravens get a big victory last night. Are you night. talking about the herd? No, we don't have time for that. They lost. Well, we know that they're going to be bad. Yeah, we don't have time for that. We've got 11 minutes left in the program. We've got to take another break. I'm just trying to get the herd in there, Spencer. We've got to take another break, so let's talk we Ravens. We talk about them when they win. You notice that? Mm-hmm. Fairweather to... fan. Yeah, Fairweather. I mean, we don't have time. Well, you're we wasting talk, time we spent right 20, now. I just wanted to minutes. give a quick second about that they lost. All right, they lost to, to Queens, Queens, a North D2, Carolina. an FCS team. What were they, a D2 team that went up to D1? You can't be FCS in basketball. It's right. the football championship D, series. D, D2 team that went up to that D1. They lost 83-82 on an eight-foot floater with eight seconds left. Yeah, that's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, but they did. Uh, it was announced yesterday from one of the basketball writers that uh, the Sun Belt and Mac will have a Sun Belt Mac challenge oh, starting in the 2024. Now he wants to talk. 2023 2024 season. No, we're already into it, Colin. Don't <laughs> give me that garbage. All right, Ravens get a 14 point win on Monday Night Football last night. Yeah, I thought it was a, it was a good win for the Ravens. Um, Lamar didn't play great. I thought he missed a few throws here and there, but he did what he had to do when it came to running the football. Uh, the running game was really good. The defense looked awesome, but there are a few things. First of all, everybody on ESPN was picking the Saints, or at least a good amount of people were picking the Saints. I don't know why. But stupid. then That's after why. the game, they're like, oh, yeah, the Ravens are Super Bowl contenders. And I'm like, let's relax here, first of all, because – this is the New Orleans Saints. Like, they didn't beat somebody good on Monday Night Football. So, um, yeah, it was a team led by Andy Dalton that throws in Taysom. <laughs> and it's Hill not Andy there. Dalton in 2013 yeah. when he was good. This is Andy Dalton now. So, 
relax on the win. It's a good win for the Ravens. I thought the defense looked really good, but again, this is the Saints, a injured Saints team. I'm not like overly excited, but I am happy that they won a game and it was relatively easy for them to win against an inferior opponent. Yeah. Those are all good things to take away. That closes out week nine of the NFL season. Thursday Halfway. night football coming up in two days. Uh, but Jeff Saturday, named interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, didn't really have time to react to it yesterday, but did make the announcement during the show when it came out. I'm still kind of befuzzled. Is that a word? I don't know. I'm still kind of shocked. This dude is not coached at all, besides high school, is not coached in college of the NFL. You said halfway through the year, you still got a half the season left. And it's kind of just a shock to me that you put somebody that hasn't been in, you know, not even an assistant on a team. He's been a, he's, he's. No, it's definitely crazy and a wild card option, it seems like, but he's in their ring of honor. They like him. I guess they see some potential in him. He's a part of the program, so they maybe see something that on the outside we don't. Jeff Saturday becomes the first NFL head coach to not have any NFL or college coaching experience prior. So this is strange, if anything else. Um, It will definitely – it's a big risk that Jim Ursay and the Colts are taking. Uh, A lot of people are against it. We'll see if it works out. Obviously, this year it's going to be tough – like, is this their move moving forward to go with Jeff? I feel like it has to be, right? Because if you're going to go hire somebody outside it of the organization have, like, that's not know. currently coaching on the team, it has to be like you're giving him a chance for the future. And you can't really judge what Jeff Saturday does with this team because you're taking over in the middle of a season on a football team led by Sam Ellinger. So you're not going to win many games anyway. I don't know if it's fair to give him this opportunity necessarily but it's also not fair to judge what he does this season yeah for your future if that if that's what you're looking to go with which i feel like it is because if it wasn't the case that you were going with somebody you would just hire like the defensive coordinator and just finish out the season yeah uh i don't know it's kind of still i'm still confused at it all happening but we've got to hit our final break of the day segment sponsored in part by parsons ford Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk about Caps and Wizards. They both got wins last night when we return to wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. 
If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Marriage Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Billy McCoy. You call Ameriprise Financial Services. 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer and Nick and Colin hanging out with you today for these final uh, two and a half minutes on today's edition of the Sports Mix. We'll wrap it up talking about the uh, two D.C. teams currently playing right now. The season's just getting underway really in the last three or four weeks. The Wizards and the Capitals will start first. With the Wizards, they snapped a two-game losing skid with a 108-100 victory in Charlotte last night. Now five and six on the year, and a Geely, a, a guy that's kind of been up and down on the roster, a Geely guy, Jordan Goodwin. He's continued to be the breakout story. He finished with 17 points on a perfect seven for seven from the field, uh, with Bradley Beal out due to health and safety protocols. Kyle Kuzma scored 15 of his team high. 20 points in the second half to help secure the win. The Wizards are back in action Thursday when they host Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. Nick, any breakdown on this? This yeah. uh, Jordan Goodwin guy? Yeah, I, I didn't know who he was until last night when I saw the highlights from the game. But nine points, eight rebounds, five assists in the loss to Memphis. And then uh, he comes in last night, like you said, 17 points. Didn't miss a shot from the floor. Didn't miss a free throw. So... All of a sudden, this this good one dude has came on and has been a pretty good contributor for the Wizards. He's only 24 years old, so maybe they found something here, but it is only two games of solid production, so we'll see how long it lasts. But I'm, I'm definitely hopeful that they got something out of him. Corey Kispert's back, so that's good to see. Um, hopefully, Bradley Beal can get back soon. They did call up Johnny Davis, their first-round pick from the go-go as well, but he did not play. Um, the Anthony Gill experience didn't he didn't get the start last <laughs> night, so that's good. That's all I really got. All right, the Caps beat the Oilers five to four, two goals apiece from Kuznetsov and Dylan Strom, as well as Ovechkin adding goal seven eighty eight. The Caps improved to six six and two, and will entertain the Penguins tomorrow night at seven thirty. Colin. Ovechkin scores, Kuznetsov scores two, the new guy Dylan Strom scores two, the Caps in the win column. Yeah. Six six and two now. It's a good win. 
you got to keep that offense going because the defense, it seems like, has still really been struggling and allowing a lot of goals lately. Yeah, uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. The Neil Brown Press Conference Show for the Mountaineer Sports Network is up next. No sports on the airwaves tonight. They return tomorrow, though. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Dupuy saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.